What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, and then you could always just hang out with us right here at 2 o'clock on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays like you're doing right now. What's up, Nico? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. All right. I, of course, am Corey DLG, and that is my little brother, Nico. And we're That's hanging true. out as we always seem to do. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, I wanted to touch on something today that I think is interesting. And I think it kind of touches on everything that we do. So we at Nerd Thug Radio, we're an independent radio show. We are creators. We... Um, our other show, Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio, that currently airs on 6.60 a.m. in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma City. Uh, we kind of theme it around the concept of being an independent artist and doing your own thing. Um, so let's let's talk about the big news, uh, OnlyFans. Oh, yes. I heard about this over the, the weekend. So this is a really big deal in a lot of different ways. For those who don't know what's going on, OnlyFans is a website um, that, if you're that, to be very honest, is is pretty much essentially okay. The way it was introduced, it's been around for a few years. So the concept is anybody can start their own OnlyFans account, their own OnlyFans page, and on there they can produce whatever content they want, and people and, and set a price where people can pay to subscribe to it. And so people can come and view that content. What it has evolved into is predominantly independent pornography handled and run and maintained by the individual person. Um, it has essentially become like the indie scene for uh, pornography but also just kind of um, like OnlyFans doesn't want to just be known as that. They've reached out to the people too, comedians and stuff like that. But really, it's probably 95%. If a girl is having trouble paying her bills, she starts an OnlyFans account. She posts on Twitter and her social media tags and says, hey, I've got this OnlyFans. Pay $10 and I'm putting pictures of my boobs up or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And people pay the $10. They now can see pictures of her boobs when she posts them. And then there's other ways to make money. They can even tip her and things of that nature. Um, there's a lot of famous people who've gotten involved and made millions of dollars in a day or two. Uh, Bad Barbie apparently got uh, an OnlyFans account uh, a couple months ago, and she made she I think she said she made 800 grand in like the first 36 hours, something something along those lines. Yeah. Um, now, for the most part, most sex workers on that site are making less than $50,000, I think is what the statistics say. But there is a group of about twenty to 40,000 creators around the world who are making over $50,000 creating their own content, whatever it may be. It might be nude. It might be not. It might be graphically nude. It might not be. It might be comedy. It might be something else. Uh, OnlyFans, though, has built this platform, and it's basically essentially being used, utilized, especially during the pandemic, by sex workers and things of that nature. Um, they are a small company on the rise, on the grow. Uh, the problem that makes everything newsworthy here is over the weekend, it leaked first, and then they followed it up with an announcement that they were going to be banning what is called lewd content, like genitalia, penetration, things of that nature. Pictures and videos of that nature were no longer going to be allowed on the site. Now, nudity would still be allowed. Uh, I think there's certain elements that are still allowed, but essentially the graphic, the, the more graphic things that some people were doing on there will no longer be allowed. Um it's not necessarily, though, because it's OnlyFans deciding it. It's actually because MasterCard will be updating their customer uh, relationship policies again October 1st. 
And MasterCard has a long, long history. The credit card provider has a very long history of not supporting a couple different things, one of which being sex work. Um, anytime MasterCard is involved with a company that they deem to be sex work, they don't, they no longer allow processing of their, of their, uh, their, of their cards. They also don't do it for guns. Um, most gun stores no longer take, I think it's like MasterCard and Visa both. Um, there's a couple different industries that they basically have just gotten out of over time. Um, and it's kind of a huge deal because essentially MasterCard and Visa are in one way controlling the market. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've some of the most common methods of payment and then they're like, we don't, well, you can't with these, with us these products yeah between mastercard and visa you're probably in the neighborhood of 70 to 90 percent of online transactions occur yes people probably use paypal and other things but the cards that are linked to those are mastercard or visa cards typically right and the end result of that is uh all of a sudden if they see only fans on there more than likely under the old policy, they would no longer work with them. Now, OnlyFans is hoping this new policy will maintain their relationship with the credit card providers. But what that does mean is there's a there's a whole category of people who have been able to find their financial independence, have been able to set up these careers for themselves, have been able to be independent artists on their own. And suddenly, that's gonna that all falls into question. Like, I wish it wasn't so bad, because I really do feel bad for the people that make their living this way, it's just being uprooted from them. Well, and really, like, there's not, there's not a conversation or, or anywhere for them to go about it. Now, there are other websites. There are other websites they can go that are similarly designed and similarly set up with payment processing and all that. But what's going to happen is eventually you're not going to be able to use any of these. Um, uh, pornography is just one of those things that MasterCard and Visa don't interact with. So, for example... Uh, the website Pornhub, I guess, has a, a paid membership feature where you can't use credit cards on it. You have to use other methods of payment. Um, and so what happens is this is where suddenly Bitcoins come back into play. This is where cryptocurrencies suddenly start to fill the void again. Um, We've come like nine circle all the way back to stupid dog coin. Dogecoin, baby. Um, I... I... So here's my so kind of here's the issue, right? Like when we talk about, um, at least here in the states, the idea is that like, oh, we're in this free capitalist society where where there are no rules, you can do whatever you want, and in a lot of ways, that is a hundred percent true. Um, businesses and corporations kind of prove it all the time. If we lived in a fair and just world, Wells Fargo wouldn't exist anymore, right? Like, um. They got caught doing like ninety different super felonies. Like, I mean, there's just no way around it. Like, yeah, they they broke the law a trillion times, and they paid a fine that was like less than one month's profit, and then they moved on. Um, yeah, they they paid a fine. Their executives retire with billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, the executives retire with their golden parachutes, and everyone's happy. But in the meantime, on the flip side of it. The credit card providers can just tell you that you can't use your credit card on a website, and suddenly that's the end of it. Um, you know, we don't deal, we don't let you, you can't buy guns with a debit card. Sorry, we're out. And it's oh, like, sorry. oh, sorry, you can't buy cardboard with a credit card. Oh, oh, sorry, you can't buy clothes with a credit card. Right, like, it's just, it's a weird thing. So then it moves over to this idea of cryptocurrency. Now, what the Department of Justice will tell you is that cryptocurrency, by its very nature, is designed to be to help facilitate uh, crime. Uh, the Department of Justice, the Treasury Department, they will tell you that things like cryptocurrency are designed to avoid the penalty of of breaking the law, and that's why it's for that's why it's anonymous. That's the that's why that's a big selling point and desire for it. But if you want to make a living 
doing these things, you have to rely on it because even though it's a totally legitimate and legal process, the credit card providers are are shutting you down for no reason other than their own self-interest. Right. It comes back to like classic, you know, gang mentality where it's like, why was organized crime so big? Because we banned alcohol and like Right. And nobody stopped drinking it. Like everyone still drank. Um and so and then all it, of a sudden it led a rise to massive crime. It's like people wouldn't turn to cryptocurrencies if you didn't Yeah, if the opportunities if 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 nobody if MasterCard was ubiquitous in its usage and it was just like, yeah, whatever you want to swipe, we'll, we'll let it go. Then, then people would be more confident in using cryptocurrency. Now there would still be an element that would, that would be something that makes the department of justice, and the treasury department, correct. That cryptocurrency is for bad guys. Um, but because MasterCard and Visa tell everyday Americans what they can and can't use their card for, Suddenly, there's there's a real issue that people have to use, you know, Bitcoin and these other things for that everyone else is complaining about and trying to regulate. Like, you're forcing perfectly legitimate people to enter into these realms that, that they typically wouldn't get into just so that they can make – just so they can keep making their living. Right. Which it's, is a legitimate strategy. Well, listen, I – if I was making so one of the girls that uh, that I've talked to, I've tried to get her on the show before because I I think she would be a funny guest. She's obsessed with video games. Um, she's one of the tattoo alternate alternative models. Uh, she's from Australia, but she also is really deep in pop culture stuff. Uh, she knows like the jackass guys. She's filmed like Twitter videos with Steve-O and stuff like that. Like she's kind of. Um, in and out of pop culture all over the place, but she's most famous for, for being this big boobed Australian sexy model. Uh, and she lives here in Austin, Texas. Um, well, she started only fans probably a year and a half ago when it was kind of first trending up and she learned about it. Uh, now she doesn't do, she does, she shows off some stuff, but it's not, I think I think she says her content would be just it passes all the guidelines without an issue. Um but like the way she kind of described it, it was kind of interesting how she talked about like, you know, we're not doing anything wrong, but you know, OnlyFans built this platform up to to be this service for us to give us this ability to do this. And I think she says, you know, she estimates she makes between ten and twenty thousand dollars a month doing this. Um are we supposed to be mad at her for that? Like, are we supposed to, like, it's, she's not stealing the money. Like, people are giving it to her. Right, yeah. I just, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm saying, like, and even, like, make, like, the really terrible, like, oh, but, you know, they're, it's a, you know, system because it, like, devalues women or something like that. It's like, but this is, like it's taking opportunity away from some people, even if it's not. Plus, going to these other sites and other things like sex work and pornography is very much a very dangerous field to get in. You hear a lot of horror stories about it, and you're taking away power from these women that they could have making their own without it being no, independent. Definitely- you're definitely right. As an independent, they have a lot more control over what kind of content they create. They they ultimately they're they're in charge of their brand completely. Um, you know when you when there was a famous documentary on Netflix. Uh, I'm gonna completely forget the name of it. Um, Rashida Jones is one of the executive producers of it though, and it and it talks about how girls get into the porn industry and it follows this one, basically this house that this guy runs where he scouts the talent. He flies these girls into this house in Miami. They stay in this house. There's always like five or six girls staying there at one time. And he schedules a bunch of shoots for them to get them set up with all the different companies out, out there in Miami and Florida that, that do this. 
but you know basic it it talks about how they basically have a shelf life of about six months and after six months it's really hard for these girls to get cast in various films and and that's because they're in the studio system and just like in regular movies when the studio system is making all the choices for you you're limited on where your options are um you know one of the biggest reasons that we have stayed independent is simply because we want to be in control of what we do. Um, you know, we don't want to be on other people's schedules and other people's timetables. It, it might be easier for us financially if we were to just take Nerd Thug Radio and put it on someone's station. Um, but the reality is by us owning our show and paying for the airtime, we're given the freedom to do the things that we want to do with our show. Like talk about OnlyFans today. Um, you have to be able to be aware of and to control your own brand. Otherwise you're just going to be a victim of the system for sure. And, and, and these girls, you know, for some of them, listen, there's a big, there's a huge divide. Okay. Now, and this is, I think part of, where things go south kind of quickly. Sex work is kind of divided into two genres. Consent and non-consent. There's a whole industry of women who are full consent. They got into sex work to be sex workers and are happy and are have no issue with their profession and do it because it's the maybe it's the best opportunities for them or whatever, whatever. But it's a choice that they are making of their own volition in, to, in doing this to make a living, and they don't want to go to jail, and they don't feel like they're criminals, and they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And there's the other group that are being human trafficked and are having this terrible and horrible experience. And I think sometimes these policies are made to counteract one group, and they affect both groups. And I think that's why – I think that's when things have to be a little bit better nuanced. I think people have to kind of – try a little harder to to do something to right. on how they do something i should say yeah as soon as you put a restriction on anything unfortunately the underside is also affected right like y- yes clearly human trafficking is bad and sex work that involves people struggling in that element then let's crack down on that 100 percent. and if that's what mastercard and visa are trying to do then i think they just need to go back to the drawing board on how they're getting it done is is the issue there because restricting the only fans are people is not the same thing right and doing it will lead to the other more often than you'd think yeah absolutely if you force this underground it's not like people are going to stop spending the money listen pornography has never gone away this you know the idea that you're going to legislate it out or that you're going to mastercard and visa are going to cut it off like None of that's ever happened. When when everyone thought it was going to be a big deal, there was something that happened uh, about a year ago. Some a, an ex girlfriend had a video posted of her, and it turned out that the timing of it was suspect. She may have been underage when it was posted, so she sued Pornhub, and Pornhub went ahead and took all the videos of unverified content. And removed them. And people were like, oh, well, that's it. That's the death of Pornhub. Like, they removed something like 60% of their library overnight. Like, that's it. They're done. Uh, they're still, I mean, nothing nothing, nothing's changed. They're still there. Uh, MasterCard and Visa went away. Pornhub is still there. Like, it's still a valid website. Well, I mean, for that. <laughs> for that. I guess I should specify that. It's still a real website, though, is what I mean by that. Yeah, it it's still it's still some may some may have left, but it's still it hasn't gone anywhere in terms of like right. None of these changes have 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 affected the existence of it, right? And so, anytime you go after these things and trying to change the direction, you know, try to affect the direction they're going, you you just wind up screwing. You just wind up hurting people, right? You know, as they say, like the most righteous causes cause like the most devastating consequences or something like that. I don't know. I've never heard that saying, but I mean, I agree with it in principle. Like there are these trying to be righteous will destroy people. 
I mean, it, it kind of does sometimes, unfortunately. Um, there was another tangent of this that I wanted to get into. Now I'm kind of blanking on what it was. Uh, but overall, I think it's it's a really slippery slope. It's kind of a scary moment for for all, the OnlyFans community. There's a lot of people who are like, this is how I pay my bills. So, like, like what are we doing about this? Right. And the fact that it was like, yeah, it's independent. We do all this. And it's like, man, we couldn't do Can't we? Just... Like, why can't someone just be like, all right, guess what, guys? This is the one. This is the one time where we're just gonna make a website exclusively for these the the people who want to do this, bam. Well, and, and like, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, well, I mean, like, what's gonna happen is that they're just gonna move to something else. You know, oh, first yeah, it, yeah, yeah, first it was first it was the old uh, Pornhub, then it was Patreon, now it's OnlyFans. It's just gonna be another thing that's gonna fill the void, make oodles of money, and then move into something else. Now, on the flip side of this, though, um, I, you know, there's a lot of people who the gig economy is, like, the answer, right? Like, that's... A lot of people think it's really revolutionary, and it's, like, the answer to a lot of financial independence, and the ability to make money, and blah, 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 blah. Um, but Uber and all these different apps and all that They've gone out of their way to kind of limit the rights of the workers and then also to just not want to be involved in taking care of them in any real way. Um, yeah, they, they, also, they don't want to pay. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to pay. And then also there's a lot of liability to it. So like if you're MasterCard and you have a problem with OnlyFans, but you don't have a problem with people using Uber, then you're clearly not really grasping who's more at risk and what's the bigger risk because the bigger risk to a credit card charge is probably uber um because of the different assaults and issues that come up when you ride an uber like to me an uber is a much bigger liability than an OnlyFans account i i'm you know actually one that's like owned like owned and operated by a single person yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so okay, I if I call an Uber and the driver's drunk and, and we get in an accident, which probably has happened, you know, dozens of times, you know, how does MasterCard think that that's a safer transaction than the OnlyFans? Getting into a store is is safer than buying photos of of attractive women online, right? That they posted you know themselves. Funny? Yeah. And you know what's funny about it all is it was kind of a cultural shift about a couple years ago. And I've noticed I'm obviously I'm on all the dating apps and I'm I'm doing my best not to die alone and I'm not going to buy a cat. So it's dating apps for me, bro. Um, but, you know, a lot of times those conversations come up, uh, you know, oh, what are you doing? You know, maybe you want to send me a picture or two, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was kind of this weird cultural shift where where now girls just straight up put in their profile that they have an OnlyFans. So if you just are here to see my boobs, you can pay me ten bucks and you can see them right now. Like, and it's kind of an interesting shift a little bit where it's definitely a, a restructuring of the power dynamic. I think, and it's not. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I think it's kind of funny. I think it's an interesting change in the tone of the conversation about dating um you know i think women got tired of you know people being crap to them and they said okay well listen if all you're here for is the boobs they're 10 bucks you got it or you don't how do you feel about that and to me i mean it doesn't bother me if i really 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 want to see him i guess i'll pay ten dollars um and or if I find you interesting and I want to talk to you, then I guess we'll date. Like I, I those can be two separate roads, I suppose. Like if, if that's it doesn't bother me as a human being. Um it's just kind of a it's a it's a different time. And I think there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with that change. Yeah, I mean I can definitely see it. And I'm sure that there are people that are uncomfortable with it. It's very obviously like incredibly dependent on the person you know person to person relationship to relationship like 
things are different, you know. We don't live in the 1950s conservative world anymore. Well, and some no, people still, don't. and some people still are. Some people are like, no, I think it's you know, all that stuff is very personal, and I keep it to myself and to my my husband, and that's the way that I live my life. And it's like, and that's perfectly acceptable too. Like, you don't have to do these things that they're just options now, right? Yeah, and listen, you don't have to participate in anything you don't want to, right? Like, okay, let's say you are on a dating app and you're trying to find, you know, the one. And somebody you're talking to somebody and they go, Hey, can can you wanna you know, you wanna exchange some some pictures or whatever? And you can say, uh, no, no, I don't. That's not what I'm here for. And if that doesn't if that doesn't change their attitude on that, then yeah, you can just move on to the next person. Like you don't have to stick around and try and figure it out with that person. Like that's kind of the whole point of the app, right? Like there are other options. Right. I, uh, I just, I, my first prediction is OnlyFans, um, first of all, there's going to be plenty of girls on there showing boobs, like, it's not going to, it's not, it changes the content that is posted, but it's not getting rid of a lot of the people. Yeah, no, and this is, and, like, the people who are, who are on it, and, like, a few things that would break guidelines, or so just, like, take those down, but everything would still be up. And like they're gonna be, they're gonna be just fine, right? They're now, still well, gonna make are... oodles of money. There are gonna be some people that leave, but yeah, well, and that's what there are definitely some people who they make full on content, and so like for those people, yeah, their their whole game plan is different now. But those people, they're losing. The thing is, is those people are losing a really large platform that's been built up and known about now and publicized. I think even Beyonce made a reference to OnlyFans in a, in a song lyric. Right. Um, like... So they're losing that massive base, but they're still going to be able to, to go and do this on their own somewhere, but it's going to be a little bit harder and a little bit more expensive and probably not make as much money. Right, yeah. And that's the crappy part about it is ultimately what MasterCard and Visa are doing is kind of kneecapping people who are trying to do their own thing here. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about this the other day, like kind of a lot of society is built around that. The, you know, it's, we say we want job creators here in America. We say we want entrepreneurs, people who, who build things. We say that financial freedom, but the reality is a lot of our, a lot of the structures of society aren't built for those people. Um, if you work for yourself, you probably don't get direct deposit. How many things do you see ads and offers for? But ultimately, it, it depends on you getting direct deposit from an employer. Well, sorry, I am my employer, so I don't get direct deposit. Um, getting getting like a, a department or a loan or something. Uh, I just recently bought a car. Getting finding a bank that was comfortable with the fact that I pay myself out of PayPal's and Venmo's and Cash Apps and things of that nature because I'm running a business was difficult. There were some banks who weren't comfortable that oh well you don't have you don't have direct deposits from an employer. Well, no, I don't because I don't work, but I work for myself. Um, it's hard. It's hard as an entrepreneur to to do those things that are easier for people who are employed. So it always makes me kind of question the difference between the message we put out there versus the reality of our world, right? Like mm -hmm. we say we want job creators and we say we want entrepreneurs and we say that that's the pride of America right there. That's the, that's the innovation and the spirit that, that we want to be known for. But those are the people that we give the hardest time to for everything. Zach Attack was trying to look into grants um, for radio shows and stuff like that. He said, oh, there's tons of entertainment grants. You guys should look at some. And so he was sending me some. But to get set up in the data in the database to apply, there's a lot of paperwork that's involved, and all that paperwork is kind of based around, like, again, not being the entrepreneur who's running the show. You know what I mean? It's based on, like, 
oh, you know, who do you work for? And it's like, well, no, well, no one. <laughs> I work for myself. And it's like, okay, well, tell me about your, your regular job and why you want to start a radio. No, no. My job is the show. Like, that's it's the, already... That's the whole point. It's already complicated. Um, you know, even... Uh, you know, I have a landlord, but if I were to apply for a regular apartment, it would be a really hard thing because one of the first things they do is they look for proof of income and typically they look for it from pay stubs. Um, so again, it's just kind of a weird world we live in where all of a sudden, you know, MasterCard could swoop in and just sort of change the direction of these people's financial plans and is doing so for limited intelligent reasons. It's just so... It's funny because a lot of people like to, like, blame, like, oh, capitalistic society, capitalistic now, but it's really a lot of us, like, corporatist, like, working for the machine, like, wages, and, like, it's a lot of reliance on, you know, these huge mega corporations that control a lot of our society. Like we just talked about Visa right. and MasterCard are two companies that control 90% of transactions. Right. And somehow like, we allowed that to be okay. And think about that. Like, well, even Wells Fargo, but I mean, but think about this, like I always go back to that. Just, I mean, it blows my mind that a modern day American bank literally has a Netflix documentary called dirty money and nothing, nothing's wrong with it. Like it's totally fine to, Bank at Wells Fargo still. And you're like, what? How's that? Hmm? It blows my mind. And our sister works there, but it still blows my mind. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, we've allowed these institutions to kind of become essentially a form of American currency is telling a website that they're that they're not able to transact them. That's bonkers. Yeah. That is absolutely bonkers. Like, imagine if one day Cash started talking to you and said, "No, you can't spend me at the comic book store." Uh, you know, what? I I really don't agree with the policies of this comic book store. I think we are not allowed <laughs> to spend money here. It's just, it's a crazy thing. It doesn't make any sense. Speaking of not making any sense, we're going to kind of softly pivot away here for a second because I want to talk about this before we go to break. Uh, if you recall. WWE 2K21 came out last year and was so glitchy that the PlayStation Store actually offered refunds for digital download, which is unprecedented. The game was so broken that they literally said, you know what? You're right. Sorry. Um, over the weekend, SummerSlam... Uh, they announced 2K22. They aired the first trailer for it. However, they did not put a release date in the trailer. And it's because behind the scenes, WWE and 2K are having rather tumultuous conversations about whether or not the game is good enough because WWE is unhappy with how with how crappy, you know, for lack of a better word, the rollout was for 2K21, even after some patches, it was still just an unplayable game. And so they really want 2K to, to like, over-deliver on this new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's not necessarily happening. But, yeah. I read something interesting in the same article where they were talking about it. So, do you remember when, when WWE basically told all their people they had to get off of Twitch and everything? Yeah. And Zelina Vega flat out didn't, and they fired her like a month later? Yeah. Because she ignored all that, because she makes good money on the side? Um, turns out WWE did that. I thought they were doing it like as a way of protecting like wrestler identities and stuff like that, like... I thought the reason they were telling Zelina Vega she couldn't have her own Patreon is because she was using the name Zelina Vega, which I think is reasonable because WWE owns those names typically in the arrangements. Turns out 
if you have a WWE contract in it, it stipulates the the places you're allowed to make money from, and they're all WWE related. You can't make money from outside sources if you're under contract with WWE. That's so terrible. Isn't that the worst? Isn't that the worst independent contract you've ever heard of? Hey, we're not going to give you any, like anything. Um, and as your reward for doing that, you get to not make money for from anywhere else. Congratulations. <laughs> Tell me that's something crazy. I honestly, I had never heard that policy literally directly. The only time I've ever heard anything like that is people who are retired because they don't work again. Well, that's because your your parents are teachers, and the idea is they're pulling from the teacher fund, and so they don't want them to pull from other funds. Uh, that part at least sort of makes sense. They only put into the one retirement fund, so that's the only one they're allowed to, to pull from. Mm-hmm. Now, dad was under the now dad was convinced that if he did earned enough social security credits, that he could have double dipped, and they wouldn't have noticed. I don't know; they probably wouldn't have. Honestly, I doubt those two institutions talk to each other. Um. But I can't think of a place that's ever said flat out, if you come work here, you're not allowed to make any, like, that would be saying, like, okay, if you have an office job, you can't deliver pizza at night. Oh, sorry. Are you, are you an Uber driver? You can't also, right. you can't also have a minimum wage job. So think about this, though. On the flip side, I read another article. This is why I wanted to bring this all together. Um, we're... Because of the work from home dynamic, there are certain people who have applied for other jobs like their field is very limited, uh, you know, like not a lot of people in it and not a lot of blah, blah, blah. And they hold two full time positions with two different companies at the same time because they're working from home. Yeah. Think about that. Like unsurprised. Oh, it blew my mind because I was like, I I mean, I literally started a radio show so I wouldn't have to get a job. Who are these jerks working two jobs? Two full-time jobs at corporations. They probably only collectively work 20 hours a week. Because online yeah, work, because like, at-home work is a shame. Um, Listen, now you sound like the corporate shills. Like, now you do. <laughs> There are a lot of people who do believe online work is, is like, oh, you don't get as much out of the employee, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much weird, like, there were so many concepts and norms that were flipped on their head by the pandemic. One of which being that people wouldn't work as much if they were working from home. Like, I think they only percent efficiency, like most businesses felt like that. Um, well, the thing employees were really to take 20% pay cuts to stay home? Like, are you kidding me? Like, Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't realize is that, like, working more hours doesn't mean you're working efficient hours, right? What you else can work... you're getting more done? Right, yeah. Just because you work 70 hours a week doesn't mean anything if only 30 of them are productive. Yeah, if you only turn in 30 hours of work, it doesn't matter, you know how hard you worked to do it. Like the results are the results. Uh, real quick. I, I want to tell us alter the short version of it. When we had the weird job. Where we were safety inspecting fiber optics. I was out there in the, with the crew one time and we hit a water line. They had to dig the hole down to the water line and cap it. And so it took them like two hours to do it. There's a guy in the hole. He's covered in mud. He's tired. He's angry. And, and we hadn't shot, we hadn't drilled one foot in the right direction since we had this water main. And I said out loud, I said, I know you guys are busting your butt, but you've gotten literally nothing done all day. Like, that's crazy. And they were really mad at me for a second. And then they all kind of looked at each other and realized, like, yeah, they've shot zero feet. Like, they didn't do anything that they were supposed to do because they hit this water line and it sidelined the whole day. It's a weird feeling when you work more and accomplish less. That's why people should work harder, not or work smarter, not harder. Correct. 
We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got just a little bit more of Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, so this just came across uh, my headlines on my phone just now while we we're looking at different stuff. Uh, the One of the vaccines is going to be FDA approved here in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that ends all the turmoil, and now everyone's going to get the shot, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, I'm i seeing more and more stories that concern me about this. Uh, I saw uh, there, was a, hey, there, was, there was a headline more, that... More importantly, if you haven't gotten it yet, they're giving away money now. <laughs> That's true. Like, I want $100. Like, what's the story there? I think the fully vaccinated should be getting $200. And then all the people who haven't gotten a shot yet should get one. They should have put it on a scale the other way. Like, the sooner you got it, the more money you get. I don't know, man. I got a $5 Target gift card. Bought Did you really? Tiny... I got the tour for free. <laughs> uh, we're bribing people to do this, and it's blowing my mind. Okay. Well, I didn't even know I got the gift card till afterwards. They're like, here, you can use this. I was like, oh, Thanks. amazing. So I saw this headline, and I don't know that I really have a problem with it. Maybe maybe you can – I know we don't always – you're a little bit more conservative than me, so maybe you see a problem with this. But, okay, so hospitals have has always said when they run out of beds, they're going to start triaging people. They're going to start making decisions on who stays and who goes and who gets treatment and who doesn't, Okay. They've been saying yeah. that. So now they're saying that if it gets to that point, one of the things they might consider is your vaccination status. And not to say if a guy walks in who's 30 and vaccinated and somebody who walks in and is 50 and needs like needs treatment, they're going to choose a 30-year-old who's been vaccinated. What I mean is if all things are equal, and they're trying to decide likelihood of surviving the illness. Those who are vaccinated are more likely to survive. Therefore, that person is more likely to be treated. But it's going to become one of the factors that helps them decide who gets that bed. Mm. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm but I think it's the correct one. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like, I, right, like they're trying to be fair about it, but they're like, listen, if we've got two people in front of us and we're trying to save a life, we have to treat the person who is more likely to survive. Right. And, it, and it's going to include those who have been vaccinated because the outcomes are better in those cases statistically. Right. And, you know, and like, you don't, and of course, you know, as with everything, case by case, person by person, you know, maybe this person, you know, didn't want to do it because they're, they they didn't do it because, you know, they were worried and they were really, you know, they have a lot of medical issues beforehand. And, you know, they tried to be safe or they tried to do something like, not, not different, but like, 
they tried to be as cautious as possible, and it still it still got them. Like, right. Well, you know, have you seen what? Have you seen this in uh, some southern states? They're taking horse medicine. Yeah, like horse dewormers. It's like because it's another one of those. Works. It's another one of those hydrochloronique stories where somebody said, "Oh, we heard it works if you take this." But they're, but they could buy it from feed stores, and so they're buying it from the feed store and administering it themselves without the aid of a doctor or a vet, at least. Like, you're willing to take a horse dewormer, but not get, not just get the vaccine. Yeah. The thing that really blows my mind is that these people are old enough. Majority of these people are old enough to like their parents know about like the polio outbreaks like well like the parents all have scars from the smallpox shot that we don't have right like we've clearly come so far in like scientific like advancement and medicine and technology has improved so fast and you know we got these vaccines out relatively quickly because we were basically like all right, science boys, this is your time to shine. You have basically <laughs> money because you're as soon as possible. And it still took them a year and a half. Right. Yeah, listen, this wasn't, this, and that's another thing too. This wasn't overnight. This wasn't untested. All of the, all those different things that people say in the conversations, it just winds up that those things aren't true. There are complaint lines that you can report side effects to. All of the different things that people say are, you know, oh, you know, I didn't want to get it because of this, this, and this. Almost inevitably, um, nearly every one of those things is actually not true. Right. Like the only reason I waited so long is because I hate needles, and like they genuinely bother me. <laughs> God, you're a weirdo. I hate but, it. I hate it so much. I hate getting my blood drawn. I hate getting any kind of flu shot vaccination it just hurts <laughs> and i'm i'm and it's always way scarier like in my brain than like what it actually is no it sure. definitely was me in the target and they just go all right here you go slap the band-aid on you're done go a little bit make sure you don't have any allergic reaction to it like i was like oh that's over all right yeah it took, it took 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> Um, I, you know, I'm just sort of, someone posted a meme the other day that I guess was supposed to be logical and it was essentially, you know, oh, if you walk into a restaurant and ask to see the waiter's, uh, status, you know, like if they're, if they, uh, if they have it or not, but also like their whole medical history. So basically the meme is if you walk into a restaurant and they ask your vaccination card, and you say, oh, I'll show it, but just as soon as you tell me the medical history of my server, like, do they have any history of HIV and HEP and all these different things? And it was like, um, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. The idea that you're, you know, walking around demanding to see people's medical history, first of all, there's absolutely nothing you're going to be doing at a restaurant that you should be doing that's going to result in you getting an STD. What if you're trying to sleep with the waiter? It's two different stories, Corey. It is, and if you're asking for that purpose, then you're making a weird judgment, and you should find a better way to ask instead of just when you walk in. Um, <laughs> like it's a weird boat to be in to be like, "Hey, tell me your status." Also, do you want to go to dinner? Like, what are you doing later? Like, well, didn't you just ask me to get tested later? Like, I don't know. I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Um. <laughs> See, that's really what that's really the move. Like, like if someone's asking you for it, you just go, Oh, what are you doing later? Like, make it as awkward as possible, <laughs> make it about them. Yeah, well, but what I do know about being a single guy is we're gonna blow it anyway. Like, so when someone flips it around to make us uncomfortable, so we walk away, we're not gonna get the hint. We're not, we're not built that way. No, I mean, some people aren't. <laughs> we're not, we're not wired for intelligent conversation. I'm here for it. All right, we're up against it here. Uh, Nico, tell everybody about Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, and then bring us out. 
Ah, uh, yes. The adventure begins, kind of seems more a fantastic story with a uh, wonderful staff right there off of 1488. They got tons of events rolling up. Miniature Mondays, that's today, guys. Uh, so this is the, uh, uh, oh God, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Oh man, my life's falling before my eyes. Miniature um, Monday. Miniature right, Monday. Mini- <laughs> Miniature Monday. Paint. You can ask the in-store associates for paint and supplies. Tuesday, I believe this week. The dra- Yeah, this week is the uh, Dragon Ball Super Card Game Tournament. Uh, Wednesday is uh, the Modern Magic Meetup. Uh, Thursday is Yu-Gi-Oh night. I may have flipped those. Thursday's Yu-Gi-Oh night. Uh, Friday, uh, Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. Saturday is uh, Warhammer, uh, ta- uh, Warhammer time. Tabletop Warhammer right there. Uh, and also the Commander meetup also on Saturday. All right there at the Adventure Begins, Comics Games, and more. Nico, I gotta say, you've been reading that ad for two years, and you're terrible at it. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a professional, what can I say? It, it, it blows my mind sometimes listening to you read that ad, <laughs> that you have no concept of what their schedule is, and you're there like two days a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm there all the time, I participate in the events, and I'm still like, well, I don't know if this is happening this time. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I hope Bill kicks you in your shin at some point when he sees you. Like, that's all I can say. Like, even X, I buy too many cards from him. That's like, true. He, I mean, he'll hug you afterwards. I'm fine with that. Yeah, he'll um, definitely apologize. <laughs> all right. All that being said, on behalf of little brother Nico, the uh, in need of some reading lessons, uh, and myself, Corey DLG, the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more, and I guess OnlyFans content creators everywhere. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be back on Thursday at 2 p.m. Uh, as always, keep an eye on the Facebook page. I will be launching my next Kickstarter before the end of the month. So keep an eye out there. Maybe you get the previews of what's going to happen there. Mm, fancy. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday at 2 p.m. Holla at your boys. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah.